Hey, what's up, Kiki crew? This is your girl, Coco, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, family, or guests come on the show, and we kiki about whatever the day's topic is. So today I have with me, she's been on the show before. She's one of my good friends. Alex, you want to go ahead and say what's up to the Kiki crew? Hey, Kiki crew. This is Alex Marshall. I am a health educator, and um, this is this is the role in which I'm coming onto the show this time. <laughs> Last time it was what parenting in the pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we passed that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it's still a pandemic going on, but the world has has definitely opened up a bit more. I think people still getting COVID, you know? So I still say be safe out there, y'all. Definitely. Parenting in the pandemic just is what it is for me right now. I just (laughs) have accepted the fact that I'm not going to have aftercare (laughs) for for the foreseeable future. (laughs) But we're going to go ahead and get into this drink with Coco. And as always, the drink is recommended by whoever the guest is. So Alex, you want to tell us about your drink of choice for today? Sure. So first of all, I chose this drink because you've run through all of my favorites already. <laughs> so I was like, what am I going to do? But um, I am recommending the 1800 Ultimate Margarita Ready to Serve. I'm recommending this because, of course, it's a margarita and, you know, most particularly women enjoy a nice margarita. Mm-hmm. Um, ready to serve, number one, because sometimes I don't have all the ingredients in the moment. And what am I going to do if, you know, I don't? Do I really need to run to the store? Um, but I like to keep something like this, either 1800 or Jose Cuevo's ready to serve sometimes mm-hmm. just on hand. Because it's a nice thing to be able to have in the house for yourself or if you want to offer a drink in the moment. True. And you don't have to think about it. Right. You ain't got to sit there and be trying to make a concoction out of what you got. You know, well, I got some, I got this, I got some juice. Um, (laughs) What am I going to (laughs) make? A a, a mix between, a cross between, you know. Maybe a, a a tequila sunrise and then whatever vodka based thing and, and you know some some mixers don't go with some liquors and it's like mm-hmm. if 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 you choose the wrong day <laughs> and the wrong moment you come up short right we're gonna be drinking water right <laughs> how many ice cubes do you want right. <laughs> Do you drink your water room temperature or do you need a cup? Or do you want a glass of milk? Because oh, right. <laughs> but now that we got this drink with cocoa out the way, so since it is Black History Month, I decided to start throwing in some little Black History facts. Yes. And so this one fact, like I definitely just learned about this, but, and especially, I think if you're not into sports, you probably wouldn't notice anyway, but 
Louisa Harris. She was the only woman to ever be drafted into the NBA, and this was in 1977. She would have played for the New Orleans Jazz, and she got picked during the seventh, seventh round draft pick, but she ended up turning it down because she was pregnant. Womp, womp. Ain't that the story of our lives? Always having yes. a little something on hold because yes. hearing and life come into play. Amen. But, you know, more power to her. You know, I understand wanting to be a parent and, you know, what that comes along with. But she was the first Black woman to also be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 1992. And, like, this woman was legit, like, making moves, taking shots, taking names, and doing it all. She was also the first woman to score a basket in the women's basketball during the 1976 Summer Olympics mm-hmm. in Montreal. So I think that is super dope. Um, for, like I said, unfortunately, we did not get to see this woman in the NBA, but I definitely think she paved the way for what we know now as the WNBA. And, you know, I definitely say look into you know, just little known facts that you can to find out about Black history, because there are so many Black people who have contributed to not only this country being able to prosper, but just making history for Black people in general. So um, look her up if you have a chance. And now we're going to go ahead and get, or Alex, do you have anything that you would like to say about it? Hmm. Um, so first of all, I don't know much about basketball at all. My husband is the ultimate basketball fan. And so <laughs> the little that I do know, I get from him. Like he's had me watch several documentaries. Yeah. And <laughs> people. Um, but he always mentions how the WNBA plays harder. Mm-hmm. NBA, particularly now. Um, there's so much that's changed so many rules in the NBA that have changed, particularly over the last like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the guys don't play the same anymore. He's like, it's actually, you know, more entertaining to watch women play because a lot of them can dunk now. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense is crazy. Um, and so that always interested me. And I appreciated that he brought that fact to me. Yeah. Um, so I've been getting into basketball a little bit now, but if, you know, I definitely didn't know this fact and that's wonderful, but thank I you for putting me on. Yeah, I literally just so happened. Like, I was like, I think I'm gonna throw in a little black history fact. And that was like the first thing that popped up on Instagram. And I was like, this is <laughs> Yes, keep it going. Yeah, so like like you said, I'm not a basketball fan either. Um, I know nothing about, I couldn't tell you who play on what team. You know, I will say social media probably keep me in the loop about some some of the players. And mm-hmm. she, I think even half of them probably retiring at this point. So really don't know much. But we want to go ahead and get into the word on the street. So congratulations are in order to Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. They have publicly announced, so there's no more speculation, that (laughs) he is pregnant and they are having a baby. I think that is super dope because I know it's something that Rihanna has talked about in interviews that she would love to be a mom. Um, I think she has had some actually... I mean, we, I don't know nothing about none of these people she done dated, probably except for Chris Brown. 
But whoever that billionaire man that she was dating before, I would have definitely thought that was a good catch. But, you know, you never know. And then here we are with ASAP Rocky. It don't necessarily seem like an unlikely pair. I feel like in some in some some idea or whatever that they just make sense. Mm. What do you think? Mm. Um, first of all, I didn't I didn't know for a long time that they were dating. <laughs> uh, I think it was the end. I think it was fall of this past year, so fall yeah. twenty twenty one. That I was like, oh okay. Um, and I was like, all right, this is, this is new. This is interesting. I'm like, okay. And then, um, the Met Gala, I was not a fan of his quilt throw, but I liked it. I liked his suit that he wore under it. Um, oh, yeah. but quilt is a very Americana. So I'm like, all right, you get points for that. Um, I don't know much about him. I don't know much about him. Um, I saw an interview with them before they, I guess, were public, maybe in 2020. Mm -hmm. They did a um, Q&A with each other regarding working together. Yeah. And they had chemistry in the interview. So I, after I saw that, I was like, okay, that's nice. That's nice that they vibe together and they yeah. seem to be friends. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay. But upon this announcement this week, I definitely made a, a little bit of a joke to my husband, like, dang, he trapped her. <laughs> it was I was only partly I was partly joking but I'm partly serious um yeah that's like dang he got it he got it he the one that he the one that got it 18 years 18 years <laughs> but um no it's a good thing you know all children are a blessing I'm sure that baby's gonna be very cute they both have very nice smiles so I'm very um eager to see the features of this of this kid mm -hmm. um, no, it's a good thing it's a good thing congratulations to them <laughs> I I'm excited to see what the baby is gonna look like I hope it like just nosy me is like I hope they don't be trying <laughs> I hope they don't be trying to like hide this baby and whatever else but then I also get it like this is a private time for you guys to mm -hmm. get to know your baby and just bond with your baby and all the comments and opinions of the public are not necessarily needed at this time. Right, so also right. that part of it as well. Mm -hmm. But I do think they will have a very nice looking child. Yeah. I will definitely be loved and be very spoiled. Right. <laughs> so, again, congratulations to Rihanna and ASAP. And next we got, now I think this is, I don't think it's a bad thing, what we about to talk about, but I definitely think it's questionable. Hmm. So Kier Sheard mm -hmm. says she will get her friends a hotel before she allows them to stay at her house with her husband. Mm -hmm. So my thoughts are, if I allowed any woman to come live in my house or stay in my house, not live, but come stay in my house for a short period of time, it's somebody I'm close with. Like, I don't just let, I wouldn't let just anybody come up in my house. Mm -hmm. So it would definitely be somebody that was, that has been around me and my man before and somebody I feel like I could trust around my man. But then I also feel like it can't be long term. 
Like mm-hmm. this is very short. Like mm-hmm. a weekend, if you in town, like, yeah, you can come stay at my house, stay the night, you know, whatever. But um I I think it's a I think it's a bit much for you to be for someone to be like, yeah, I get you a hotel before I stay, let you stay at my house with my man. What are mm-hmm. your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, considering who this is, she is a gospel singer. I definitely had to consider context. Yeah. Um, I think that the the specificity of her saying, I won't let a friend of mine stay with us because of temptation for my man ha- trying to have sex with them or vice versa is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, not not unwarranted because temptation is temptation. Right. Um, I do agree with what you said about, you know, extended living, extended stays. There might need to be, you know, some clarification and boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, but number one, for me, it would be a no for an extended stay just because of the boundary of the privacy of a marriage period. Right. It like to me, it don't have nothing to do with the temptation of it. It's just like you said, the boundaries that come along, like you living with a whole married couple. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Exactly. So, well, you know, boundaries of the marriage period, you know, do you really want somebody who, you know, I, I don't think trust trust is even an issue at that point. But, you know, just, you know, the I let me backtrack. So I'm reading a book recommended by my therapist um, called um, What Makes Love Last by John Gottman, Dr. John Gottman. Um, and it talks about this metaphor of the the structure of a marriage is the same as the structure of a house. So you have walls mm-hmm. to keep everybody else out. Right. And you have windows to consistently let your spouse in. Yeah. And I think that's very important for the foundation of, you know, the, the structure of a healthy marriage. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can let people in to visit if, if, if you want and if you trust them every now and then, but then they got to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, this is the inside, you know, and unfor- not necessarily, unfortunately, but that's how it goes. You want the outside. Yeah. That's where marriage is. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, allow your spouse, you give you have that vulnerability with your spouse, Mm -hmm. that openness with your spouse consistently. And so it can get kind of tricky with, yeah, just the lack of boundaries, um, lack of communication, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as trust goes, um, like I said, considering who we're talking about and you know, her context, the context of who she is and what she does. Um, and I'm gonna go here. Um, Jeremiah 17, five says, you better preach girl. (laughs) This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, Mm -hmm. draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. So yes, you should have trust in your friend. Mm-hmm. And yes, you should be consistently building trust with your spouse, mm-hmm. but they flesh, right? They are both, they are both flesh. Mm-hmm. We all sin. We all have flaws. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I think there's a certain level of accountability and responsibility that you have to yourself to say, you know, I'm going to create a boundary that protects 
me and my situation. Right. Mm hmm. So, I mean, I don't blame her for having her boundary. Mm -hmm. um, I think as long as she and her husband are on the same page, one accord, I mean, I doubt he'd have his homeboy kicking it for a week or two right? at, at their house. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think particularly men don't have their homeboys come stay with them for right. a week or two <laughs> at their house. So I don't, I don't really get the backlash, like take it, Take it into context. She's a Christian. She's a gospel singer. She clearly talked about how her mother brought her up a certain way. You don't mm -hmm. bring all these people into your house. Yeah. So I don't yeah. expect much different. Mm -hmm. I know. So for me, like, you know, just being in the military, like you do find yourself in these um, moments of displacement. And yeah. so... Yeah. <laughs> I have definitely been displaced many a time and found mm -hmm. myself like staying with a friend and her husband and she allowed me to stay there for as long as, as you know mm -hmm. as I needed to yeah. in the same token just me out of respect for them and not like feeling uncomfortable because I would be there every day anyway I would just go home at night but in this mm -hmm. instance I had no place to live so it was just like girl, I appreciate you for letting me stay here. But right. like once my other friends had a single friend who didn't have a man in her house was like in a in a space where she could allow me to come stay with her. It was right. just like, okay, you know, I'll stay with her now, you know, and just let y'all have y'all y'all space because right. I just think that's appropriate. And because you respectful. Yeah. Right? Because you respectful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's just like I, I also think like as somebody in a situation where you need to stay at somebody's house um also understand like you have boundaries for yourself as well right. so for me if my friend with a man living in her house allowed me to stay there it would definitely be for a short period of time right. and you know shout out to my friend Drea who allowed me to stay with them during that time when I had no house hey. <laughs> So, you know, I'm definitely appreciative. You know, I'm appreciative for letting you stay at your let me stay at your house before. So right. uh, <laughs> yeah, your girl be out here sometimes, y'all. <laughs> um not because I'm not responsible. It's just, you know, things pop up and it's just like like deploying, like when military people deploy, right. they will get rid of their house, put their stuff in storage. Right. And so when I got back from deployment. I had, um, what was it? I had orders to move someplace else within like two or three months. So mm -hmm. it didn't make sense for me to go get a place knowing I was about to leave in a couple months anyway. Right. So it was just like, I'll just stay with friends until it's time for me to go, you know, right. whatever. So that's why I was staying there for the extended period of time. But like I said, I, I think I only stayed there for like two weeks. And then I was like, okay, girl over here, <laughs> you got to stay for me, you know, just out of respect for them. So I definitely, like you said, take it into context as well of how she was raised. And I do believe like everybody don't need to know where you live. Everybody don't need to be in your house. Um, and honestly and truly, it ain't that I don't let people come to my house. Very few people come to my house. So um, and most times, and now it's mainly because like everybody I know in Georgia live in inland and I live with, where I live. So it's like, ain't nobody coming down here to the country to, to hang out. So, so, you know, but, you know, if people want to come, y'all, y'all can come hang out. But um, I think that's it for the word on the street. And I would say, 
don't be trying to crucify Kira Sheard for how she feels about this situation. Like everybody is entitled to feel how they feel in certain instances. Besides right. that being how she was raised, we don't know if there was ever a situation. Mm-hmm. Where maybe when she was dating somebody, something happened, you know? So, you know, everybody does things also based on their experiences as well. So let's not put the girl on the cross and try and crucify her. She just doing what's best for her and hers, you know? Exactly. But... We gonna go ahead and get into this hot cup of cocoa. So in this week's hot cup of cocoa, I think coming out of the pandemic, um, and especially with it being the new year, I think a lot of people are in a space where they want to live healthier lives. And so Alex is kind of here today to talk about, you know, to help us talk about like health and fitness and, you know, things of that nature. So Alex, you want to tell us what exactly it is that you do? Sure. So um, thank you again for the introduction. And I'm Alex Marshall, Master of Science in Health Education. I am, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I um, am a certified fitness trainer. I am certified in uh, senior fitness as well uh, in health nutrition. Um, And my experience stems from, of course, military, military background. That's how I met Coco. Mm -hmm. I um, was active duty and what you learn very quickly about uh, particularly active duty is that there really is no difference between active duty military and any other contracted government position outside of the fact that you have to stay fit to a certain level. Mm-hmm. There, there are so many government contractors, so many civilian workers that do pretty much exactly the same jobs that we do. Yeah. All throughout the military. Yeah. <laughs> and you find this out particularly when you're deployed. Yeah. You know that there might be somebody else doing your exact same job, but they're not in uniform. Mm-hmm. And so um, to me, that's the greatest difference about something, um, anything re- with law enforcement or for- first responders, period. So you have to be in a certain level of shape mm-hmm. to do your job, to to stay in contract, basically. Now I say once I get out this here military, your girl ain't going to be, I mean, I'm going to stay fit to how I feel, stay fit, but your girl, it ain't going to be my priority. Like, ooh, I got to be in the gym. I got to be working out. It's going to be like, you know, I can go. I bet you, I, I bet. we go, And I'm so glad we have, and I'm so glad we have this recording for posterity we're gonna revisit this and what like how how long you got what eight more years six more years years. today is actually my oh yes in the air force so exactly six years as of today (laughs) so in six more years we're gonna revisit this because let me tell you something it's different when it's an obligation yeah it's different when it's an obligation Mm -hmm. and i hated it too I hated, I, I'm not going to say I hated it the entire time. After a while, it became part of who I was. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I transitioned into doing it professionally. You know, I don't I don't look at it as bad, I think, because mm-hmm. I like going to the gym and I like working out. I just like being able to do what I want to do. Exactly. And they want me to do. That's exactly. Exactly. And because it's mandated for you to do X, Y, and Z, you don't like those things right now. Right. 
but when you get the freedom to work out how you want to work out mm -hmm. you'll do it all the time yeah for sure I, I can definitely see that like being able to work it into my schedule you know yeah. like normal so yeah and, and because it's been a lifestyle for you a part of your lifestyle for so long yeah it's not gonna go away yeah I can it's see not gonna go away <laughs> all right so anyway yes um my um my second career field was fitness and recreation in the military um i got my civilian um certified fitness trainer well fitness trainer certificate um i then finished my bachelor's at spelman college that was in women's studies and i um took time to kind of tie that into health and wellness period and then i worked at a, a reproductive clinic of women's reproductive center yes i um worked at a women's reproductive clinic and um worked as a health educator there and i um applied to my master's program at purdue university and so i um majored in health education and what that is is basically the health dissemination portion of public health okay. so i'm not an epidemiologist I do not do research and, and numbers and data. <laughs> um, I take that data and I'm able to tell the community, whatever that looks like, if it's an individual, um, a hospital, hospital clients, patients, mm -hmm. um, a school, a community center, whatever the population is, I'm able to bring that information to them into a useful format, into a relatable format. Okay. So that's what I do. I um, actually work for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention as um, a support staff for the um, Obesity Prevention and Control Branch. Okay. Nice. So as a health educator, what have you found to be a struggle with you personally with working out and staying healthy? So... I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and what a lot of people don't know about that kind of personality is that not everything has to be perfect all the time, but you might procrastinate if you don't feel 100% um, committed or you don't feel 100% um, prepared for something. Um, you can self-sabotage if you don't feel 100% prepared for something. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's not all, yeah, it's not always about, I do things perfectly all the time. It's in my mind, I don't feel things can be perfect. Yeah. Then so I might blow it all to hell. Yeah. Uh, I, I am exactly the same way. Like it don't have to be perfect, but you know, in a you always think of in a perfect world, and then it's yeah. kind of just like you procrastinate. Well, like yeah. I had a couple articles um, that I have submitted to magazines, and they tell you, you know, respond in two weeks, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, easily could have responded right then and there when I got the email, <laughs> but it's just like, okay, I'll come back to this in like a couple of days. Because that's what they said. <laughs> yeah, and then next thing I know, it's like to the day before the deadline it's like oh shit and then another one it was like oh I hope they gonna take this article because it was the day after the two weeks so I was like mm -hmm. 
I was like, oh, this is stressful. And then like trying to remember like what I didn't put in the other article, like, let me make sure I say this in this article. Like, yeah, it's, I I definitely get it. Yes. So yes, being a perfectionist can often mean putting things off, procrastination, abandoning these tasks because it's not going to quote unquote be right. Mm -hmm. And so my biggest, um, my biggest realization is that it's about progress. Of course, not perfection. And so there was a time when I was still, I was still in the guard. So I went guard after I came out of active duty and I was in the best shape of my life. Mm -hmm. I was the size I wanted to be. I was the weight that I wanted to be. I was like low key ripped, Mm -hmm. but you know, not big. And that's what I quote unquote, thought was you know my perfect size and and after having a child and after the lifestyle change of not being in the military at all anymore and then you know we flash forward fast fast forward to the pandemic and um i haven't been in a gym since 2020 um well your body don't look like it (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you sis thank you um I I've realized that it's about the forward movement. Mm-hmm. It's about the forward movement. It's about the progress. It's not about looking back and saying, "Well, what I had was, you mm-hmm. know, or where I'm I'm trying to get back to," because that is such a destructive mindset. I'm trying to get back to. It's about looking forward and it's about progress. So that I will say, my struggle has been perfection mm-hmm. and and not reaching whatever I thought that was. Right. And my my. My realization is progress. Mm. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. But I will say for me, my struggle is more so out of just being exhausted and tired half the time. And so it's just like, like when I was in the gym regularly, and then I think I got to a space where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm at, the, like you said, I'm at this perfect weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't never been ripped, but you know, it was just like, I feel comfortable with myself. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, okay, I, I can take a step back. I don't mm-hmm. have to be in the gym all the time because now I can maintain where I'm at. And then it turned into the weekend come and I just be like, yeah, I don't feel like getting up. And then <laughs> the week, it just be like, yeah, I don't feel like getting up. Like, I tell you, getting out the bed is half my struggle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what I know, I, I think what my struggle is, is a struggle that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. But do you know if other, like, just with the people you've worked with, if they feel mm-hmm. that, you know, there are other things that keep them from living the best life that they can as far as being healthy and fit? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the top struggles that I get from people either on Instagram or in person um, is, so let me clarify, it's it's what they say, it's what they think. Yeah. And then there's what's actually happening, okay? So <laughs> so what, what a lot of people say, what a lot of people think is that, like you said, you're tired. Mm-hmm. You're tired and then you get to a place of, you know, I don't feel like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can often come from burnout 
Mm, 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 either, mm. either work burnout or like your home life burnout or workout exercise burnout. Like mm. you just went so ham for like three, four, five months that you're like, I'm kind of done. Yeah. Um, and those, those things are detrimental to consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you have to find a balance. That's, that's the short answer, but ultimately there are mindset roadblocks mm -hmm. that become behavioral roadblocks. Mm -hmm. So mindset roadblocks can be your self-talk, your motivation. So your mindset roadblock roadblocks for you in those examples are, I, I've been doing pretty good. So I'm going to take a break. Yeah. And then I don't feel like it today. I'm tired. And those turn into behavioral roadblocks, which is a lack of discipline turning into a lack of consistency. That is me to a T. <laughs> so it's it's important to realize what consistency is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so a lot of people, that's that's a, a roundabout way. That's what they say too. Like, I need to be consistent. Like, I need to be consistent with my food or I need to be consistent with it. And it's like, okay, then do that. Yeah. Like, just, just do that. And a lot of people, including myself for a long time, thought that, you know, the climb up to whatever your improvement was, whatever your goal, your progress was, was this uphill battle. Mm -hmm. And then once you got to where you were, you could just do a sharp decline. Yeah. And stop. And that's not it. Mm -hmm. You have to go, you have to climb, 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 and then level out and yeah. stay there. Mm -hmm. And that's what consist that's what maintenance is. People think, well, I'm just gonna maintain and think that that means not doing anything anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> wherever you get to, that's where you have to stay. So if where you reached was your, you know, you're working out three times a week, eating somewhat clean 80% of the time, having your 20% luxury meals, whatever that looked like. Mm -hmm that's where you have to stay. Right. So people people often think, well, I can indulge more now because I'm at where I want to be mm -hmm. or I don't have to work out anymore because I'm at where I want to be. Yeah. That is literally the opposite of maintenance. Mm -hmm. Think of it like car maintenance. They, they don't tell you <laughs> when you buy this car after your first six months of oil changes or, or, or free maintenance when you get your new car that you don't have to bring the car in anymore right you still got to bring your car in regularly for the car to work exactly. properly to get to where you need it to go and etc mm -hmm. it's the same thing with your body you can't just not do it anymore yeah you know? and then be surprised when you gain back your 30 40 50 pounds mm. listen we've all look we we've all learned that lesson hard one way or another, we learned that lesson hard. <laughs> um, so yes, the mindset roadblocks, that's something you got to check. The negative self-talk, the motivation, motiv the motivation turns to discipline. Yeah. So when you create habits that make you consistent, that that creates the discipline. I'm going to do this every day. It's like, it's like brushing your teeth. When you're learning how to brush your teeth as a child, you don't want to do it. Cause, and I know because I got a six-year-old who does not like to brush his teeth for some reason. Even after four years, 
after four years of brushing your teeth, bro, you should be like, you got a bachelor's degree in brushing your teeth now. Right. <laughs> and you still don't want to do it. Mm. But that's what, that's, that's a parallel to what this kind of behavior discipline looks like. Because nobody, nobody has to tell you to brush your teeth anymore, right? Right. Like, we do this automatically, whether we want to or not, whether we think it's a waste of time or not, you know, this is something that we do. And it has to be the same with walking daily or doing your yoga or doing your, your strength training and prepping your meals, things like that. Like these are not negotiables at the end of the day to yep. keep you healthy. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Cause I know for me, like right now I am like eating clean for the most part. I had a little cheat meal the other day. I was like, you know what? I got a taste, but, and I just do meals. I don't do like a whole cheat day because your girl going to cut up. <laughs> <laughs> if I lost any weight that week, it's going to be back by the end of the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just do a cheat meal just to like put it out there. Like, girl, so I was doing this 10 day smoothie cleanse. So, did the cleanse. Yeah. But I didn't get rid of none of the snacks, none of the bread, none of the nothing out the okay. kitchen. Okay. And so, but I would literally just walk past it like, hmm. girl, I don't even look in that direction. And so before I started the cleanse, I had bought these little cinnamon roll pinwheel things or whatever. And I think I had bought like three packs of them. And I was like, I'm about to eat these three packs in like two days before I start this cleanse. And I ate two of them. And then the third one, I was like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to eat this before tomorrow. So <laughs> it's just going to be here. And this was like before the new year, like right before the new year. So that 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 pack sat on the kitchen counter for like the whole month. I just ate it the other day. And it was just like when I had my little cheat meal, I was like, okay, I could eat these two little pinwheels. And, you know, just keep it pushing. And I was like, I'm proud of myself because that's a here for a whole month. And I did not touch it. I'm proud of you too, sis. <laughs> Look at that progress. I know. But when I do get it in my head, like this is where I'm at. I can't stick with things, but mm -hmm. when I get to that place where it's just like, I'm burnt out, I'm tired, because mm -hmm. I do find myself in those spots where it just be like, like the last time I lost 20 pounds, I think I was in a gym consistently for like a year. Mm -hmm. And it was just like one day I was just like, I'm no. tired. Yeah. I was like, I'm tired. I'm like, who <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> so, so like yeah I owe myself a break oh and my gosh <laughs> so look the thing about quote-unquote consistency mm -hmm. um and what a lot of people misinterpret that as is I'm gonna go ham I'm gonna go all the way in mm -hmm. for the whole year or nine months or six months no breaks like it's on. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, that's the, the a recipe for burnout. That's a recipe for falling off. I think just like being active, rest has to be consistent too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, a lot of people rest, um, your luxury meals, all of that stuff has to be consistent too, because that's a part of taking care of yourself as well. Yeah. You, you, you are awake for a certain amount of time and your body shuts the heck down when it's time for you to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And it, that's also a non-negotiable. Yeah. Like you have to rest. So um, 
I think particularly nowadays, I'm very mindful of um, issuing myself a certain amount of days where I'm not active or I have an active rest. So I do a lot of weightlifting, hit, cardio, things like that around the house or in my neighborhood. And so an active rest day would be me walking, something like that, or taking, um, taking Ethan to the park and us having fun in that way, being active that way. Um, so, you know, finding, finding those ways or yoga, like yeah. finding those things that, you know, will help you keep, stay consistent, but not burn out. That's, that's the, what you have to do because yeah, your body, your, your body's supposed to be tired yeah. after working out. And mm -hmm. if you're not taking any breaks, of course you don't want to not work out for like a month. Yeah. But we, we can't do that. Cause then you're, you're, almost to square one you're almost to, you're almost to at least mentally you're like how am i going to get back into this mm -hmm. so definitely so okay so you kind of talked about like active rest mm -hmm. as like a tip to you know stay consistent mm -hmm. um, what are some other tips that you would potentially give people to either get into or maintain their fitness or health levels? So I've got about five or six, I'd say six tips that are really um, general and useful no matter who you are, what kind of exercise or what your ultimate goal is that can really be applied to anybody. Mm -hmm. um, number one is find your why. And so what I mean by find your why is your, your ultimate reason for why you want this lifestyle change. And so a lot of people mistake this for their goal, but it's not necessarily the same. Sometimes they can be, but oftentimes most of us are thinking on a very superficial level. Mm -hmm. Most of us are thinking, I'm trying to get this waist snatch or if you're you know, trying to build muscle, I want to get these arms and shoulders right, or, you know, I'm trying to build these glutes or whatever. That's cool. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's still valid. But those are some more so goals. Right. Why, why do you want to do that? Mm -hmm. Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want a smaller waist? Why? Wh why? Mm -hmm. And so that's what we describe as a pain point. Mm hmm. If this does not happen to you, if you do not reach your goal, what is the negative effect that you will feel? Is it that your doctor has mandated that you need to lose weight? Is, so is it for your health? Mm -hmm. um, if you have kids, they run in circles around you and you can't take them to the park without breathing hard for your health, for your family. Um, why do you want this snatch waist? Is it to increase confidence? Do you have low self-esteem? You know, like what is your ultimate pain point? Because that's what's going to keep you going back. That's what you can't lose sight of. Your goals can can and will, you know, shift. Yeah. Once you, once Especially you after you meet a goal, it's exactly. just like, okay, what now? Exactly. Exactly. That's what happens. So you reach a goal. And your why should still be there. And sometimes your why might change too. Mm -hmm. But at the very basic level, that's your motivation. That's your driving factor. So find your why. And you know, I think that's important to mention because 
finding your why is relevant to a lot of things in our lives and not mm-hmm. fitness is why do we do the things that we do? Why do we say the things that we say? Like why is such a pertinent question to ask in any situation? Absolutely. 100% because like you said, and a lot of these, a lot of these tips can be applied in any, a lot of areas, a lot of areas in our lives and lifestyles Yeah, but that your why is going to be your root. That's what's going to keep you coming back. That's what's going to be your focus. Mm-hmm. So um, after that, tip two is be honest about where you are. Being honest about where you are starting, where you are currently, will save you a lot of heartache and a lot of grief. Mm-hmm. So many people that I meet are like, yeah, I need to get in the gym. I need to get and and don't get off the couch. They, they're not active at all mm-hmm. and talking about they want to work out five, six days a week. You're planning, you're planning to fail. You, you have to be honest about where you are. So then your plan can reflect that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go from zero to 100 and be, and be consistent. You're not, <laughs> you're not, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out. You're going to, and, and particularly those who have a low self-efficacy and let me, and yeah, let me define that. So self-efficacy is a term in um, psychology and in health education that means basically the belief that an individual can achieve a certain goal or they can accomplish a certain task. Mm -hmm. So you can say, yeah, I need to get in the gym and lose this weight. But if you have never done that before, what is the likelihood in your mind that you're actually going to do that? Yes. You can say whatever you want to say. And a lot of us do. We say whatever we want to say. Stuff just comes out of, out of our mouth sometimes, you know? But based on your past experiences, your past successes and failures, the support that you have around you, the resources that you have available to you, what is the likelihood that you believe that you can do this? And those are the factors in self-efficacy. Yeah. Your your past experiences, the support around you, and your resources. If if you don't have those things in place, if you haven't, you know, and, and and this is something that you can relate to because of the military. They make all of these things available to you. You have a support system. Mm-hmm. You have your squadron. You have your flight, and they work out with you. Yeah. So you have support. You have PTLs, even though we may not like them. You know, you have PCLs, you have you have the support system, you have the resources, a free gym. Matter of fact, you have a gym in every state that you can go to if you want. Every country that there's a base, you got a free gym. You know what I mean? <laughs> resources. And more than likely, you've had an experience where you can say, I remember when I couldn't even run a mile. And now, you know, I'm pretty good at it. Or I remember when I was struggling to do 10 push-ups and now I can do 15. Yeah. Those are the ingredients for a healthy self-efficacy. I'd be surprised when I hit that 30. I'd be struggling, but I'd be like, I'm going to make 30. And you and haven't you done it? I've definitely done it and exceeded it sometimes. <laughs> and so now that you know in your mind, I can do this. Mm-hmm. No matter where you start off again, no matter what you're doing, 
you can say I've done it before and I have the resources and I have the support so I can do this. Yeah. That's what creates self-efficacy. So tip, yeah, tip number two is to be honest about where you are. This will make planning easier. This will be make managing your expectations realistic. Yes. Um, tip number three will be to set SMART goals. Um, most of us, when we are trying to create goals, and creating goals in general is a big leap for a lot of us. That's, that's step one. Like, you did that. Check that off. If yeah. you have a goal and you write it down or you put it in your phone, put it on your calendar, whatever, awesome. Mm -hmm. But a lot of us, many of us are way too vague with these goals. I'm going to take you, for example. Give me a goal that you have right now. Give me a, a fitness or a wellness goal that you have right now. Uh, lose. My goal right now is, and not like an immediate thing, but mm -hmm. a, to get to it, of course, but mm -hmm. to lose 20 pounds. Okay. That's, that's a good goal. Mm -hmm. And that's a valid goal. That's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Do that. So that is also still a little vague. Mm -hmm. Smart goals, and you've heard of the acronym SMART, correct? You yes. got to use it on them raggedy ass. <laughs> be specific. Right. Measurable. Be <laughs> yes. Right. So yes, you have to you have to apply this to we all have to apply this to our health and wellness goals as well. So you have to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. And a lot of people in many professional spheres have heard of this acronym in some context. Mm -hmm. But this can also be applied to our personal lives as well, our personal goals as well. So this can turn something vague like, I want to lose weight. Two, I will lose 20 pounds by December 2022 through X, Y, and Z method. Yeah. That's specific. And depend, depend, it's measurable because you can count the pounds that you're losing. Mm -hmm. Is it attainable? Have you done this before? Do you think that it's... <laughs> do, you think, do you think that this is something that... In this time, you can do um, realistic. 20 pounds is not a far-fetched amount of weight to lose in 11 or 10 months. It's yeah. not. So that is realistic and time-bound. You want to do this by a certain date. Mm -hmm. Those are the aspects of a goal that you can, you can measure and that you can keep track of. And that's what implementing a SMART goal is about. It's about keeping track so you can monitor your behaviors. Mm -hmm. um, a sub tip for goals is to create objectives. Creating objectives is how you'll accomplish the goal. People set the goal and like, well, I guess I need to start working out then. And it's like, you can't do that off the cuff either, especially okay. if this is your first time or if this if this been a while, if you're getting started again, if you need medical help, if this is a um, a medically mandated weight loss, or you know you're prepping for some kind of procedure or something of the sort, you need to have guidelines in order to, to do these things. Yeah. So your objectives is, is are how you reach your goal. It's your plan. Mm -hmm. So a smart objective will be something along the lines of 
I will walk for 45 minutes every other day for the next 60 days. Those are also smart, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-bound. And so these are things that you can keep track of. These are things that you can um, alter if they're not realistic for you. Um, But these are the steps. These are the steps you take in order to achieve your goal. Um, I will go grocery shopping and avoid the the bakery sweets aisle (laughs) or you know whatever (laughs) whatever whatever it is that you need to do in order to achieve your goal so that's the that that's tip number three set smart goals slash smart objectives Mm -hmm. and um tip number four um Figure out the very various aspects of your objectives. So the objectives will actually be your who, what, where, and when. So in order to be consistent, you have to. You really, we really have to think of all of these these aspects of our goals and our behaviors. Who do you have a workout partner? Do you have a trainer? Do you have a support group? Something that's going to a person or people that are going to help you along this process. Do you have people that you need to avoid in this process? Mm-hmm. Do you have people that talk to you in a negative mar- manner? You ain't going to lose that weight. Like the identifying the positive people is is important and essential. But putting a boundary and some distance between the, the negative influences in your life is, is key as well. Um, do you have that one friend that always calls you every Friday and y'all drink a whole pitcher of margaritas and 50, 50 wings together? <laughs> do you need to- I don't know how you making it past six. <laughs> <laughs> but some people have friends like that, you know? Some people have friends where, you know, the, the negative behaviors really are encouraged encouraged and influenced by their company you know do you have to put some boundaries between you and that person um anyway um the what what do you need in order to do this do you need some new running shoes new walking shoes do you need some new workout clothes do you need equipment do you need a gym membership like what what do you need in order to begin this process and stay consistent yeah where space and location and this has been a big thing for me particularly in lockdown slash pandemic i haven't been to a gym again and so i've been working out in my neighborhood i've been walking some mountain when it's when the weather permits Mm -hmm. um walking uh well running our neighborhood things like that um do you have the space in your dwelling to work out inside do you have a patio that you can work out on you know um are you going to the gym that's fine if you are um if your gym shuts down again how are you going to stay consistent yeah location your space gotta plan it out now i will say as far as like the what and planning it out Mm -hmm. i definitely think there are we live on our phones. Apps mm-hmm. are so readily available to us. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of times I'll use apps to come up with workout plans or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Uh, Nike, like if you want to do a run app, Nike has a good run app. Mm-hmm. Or, 
like I, I feel like I have definitely subscribed to the apps that assist with helping and they are very helpful because it takes the think process out of it. Listen, and this is partially why I've gotten out of the aspect of training because you can find workouts for free everywhere or even for a low cost mm -hmm. everywhere on Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. You, you can find a workout. It, it doesn't matter. That, that part doesn't matter anymore. It really doesn't. And I've even done, like, say I didn't feel like going to the gym, but I'm like, you know, I still need to work out. Like, I'll find, like, a cardio, like, some type of HIIT workout or cardio workout on YouTube for, yep. for free. And, and, and like I said, in this day and age, with these resources that you're talking about, these apps, these programs, basically for either $10 a month or, you know, even if you do an Apple, it's what, like $39 a year or something? Yeah, for Apple Fitness. Mm -hmm. That's nothing. There's no excuse anymore. There's, I, I, and that's one of the, one of the things that um, I will say irks me, but it's not, it's, yeah, it's just not an excuse anymore. You can you can do whatever kind of workout you want from your TV, from your phone. You might have to, you know, buy some of the equipment, but a lot of these apps or whatever, you can find the app or even exactly. with the app, find workouts that you can specifically do at home. Exactly. You know, so even if it is, you may have to buy you some little barbells or yeah. bills or something like that. Like it's easily attainable. Very attainable, and I'll give some resources for some um, for a couple of programs and apps that I like right now. Um, but um, my last tip is um, focus on adding things and not deprivation. And what I mean by that is, so often people will tell me, "Well, I don't, I don't know if I want to, you know, get into my health kick right now because." I'm going to have to stop eating X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to have to do this, this, and this, and they don't want to do that. And that's fine. And that's understandable. If you, if your favorite thing to eat once a week is a half a back rack of baby back ribs, and you don't want to give that up, <laughs> you know, then, and that's what somebody is telling you that you need to give up, then, you know, of course, you're not going to necessarily want to start right away. Right. Um, but one thing that is easier and more attainable and will spark consistency in people's behaviors is focusing on the positive and what you're adding. So I don't necessarily have to tell somebody, hey, you need to cut out all sugar, you need to cut out all carbs, and you need to cut out whatever else. What I tend to tell people, especially over the last year, is just focus on adding your fresh produce. Mm -hmm. Add two or three servings of fruits and vegetables throughout your meals per day. Make that the first thing you eat before you eat anything else. Mm -hmm. Number one, it's gonna keep you full longer because vegetables and fruits are mostly fiber. Mm -hmm. And number two, that's the check mark that you can feel good about. Yeah. You don't have to feel bad about not necessarily having a cupcake if you got your seven servings of vegetables a day that's gonna keep you going mm -hmm. now further down the line in order to get to your goal 
if cutting sugar out is something that you have to do, you've already added your healthy habit, your healthy behavior. Mm-hmm. And that's more sustainable than to tell somebody, you can't eat half of the stuff you're eating right now. Right. Because then they're going to be like, well, what, 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 what can I eat? Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what I always get. Well, if I can't eat red meat and I can't eat bread and I can't eat, then what can I eat? And it's like, don't worry about that. Let's not worry about that right now. I know like this past week, I was looking up something on Pinterest, like, you know, just a healthy meal. Mm-hmm. And all of it was really like just tomatoes, like tomato sauce, uh, all the pep- red, green, yellow peppers. Mm-hmm. Um and I added shrimp and chicken sausage to it. Mm-hmm. And I was eating just that. And then I was just like, I feel like it needs something else to it. And mm-hmm. so I added some cauliflower rice to it. And I said, you know what? This is really low-key jambalaya. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So good. And uh, I mean, particularly because you made it, it's going to be a healthier option than finding something, you know, maybe frozen Right. Or, you know, a boxed meal, which it's nothing wrong with that. But particularly if you're trying to cut out, if you're trying to lose weight, then, you know, sodium content. Yeah. For, for instance, is something that you want to keep an eye out on, which for like boxed meals and mm-hmm. frozen stuff. Yeah. It could be high in sodium. Then the sodium is like a preservative. Right. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I will actually slide in that next tip is read these nutrition labels, people read these nutrition labels one serving of oreos is not the whole sleeve it's like two or three oreos <laughs> so speaking of serving sizes like i love peanut m ms and so it's something that i feel like i have to incorporate into my my habits because okay. you know to help me sustain yeah but i was read i had got the shareable pack and it was like serving size one third so I literally was like, okay, I'm going to only eat a third of this pack. And it, it took me six days to get it because I wasn't eating it every day. Yeah. Whenever I had the urge, it was like, okay, I'm going to eat one third at a time, you know, right. versus eating the whole pack. Right. Something else to think about when you're grocery shopping is, I don't know where I read this at or if somebody told it to me in some type of nutrition class. Or I'd be learning a lot of facts. But um, when you go grocery shopping, the more healthy foods are on the outer outside. Mm. The inner aisles are going to be where your you processed food. Yeah, the processed food, and so that's something to be mindful of as well. Yes, yes. The outer perimeter of your grocery stores have your meats, have your produce, and more than likely have your fresh baked breads and things like that. And then everything in the aisles is snacks and soft drinks and processed drinks and processed foods and things like that and sometimes specialty items like mm-hmm. if you got a, an african or caribbean or, or latin section it's probably going to be in an aisle that <laughs> <laughs> yes and but I, yes hey i probably stay on those uh aisles they got the international foods because got to. those the stuff they got the, the flavor <laughs> yeah that's what you need like look that's, that's what you need you need that adobo sometime mm-hmm. <laughs> i need my ackee and sawfish i need um the kawaloo the canned kawaloo when i can find it all of that stuff so yeah um but yeah i think the key is moderation for sure yeah definitely um 
learning your pro learning your portion sizes for those indulgent foods or those processed foods that you like is key because more than likely you're overeating more than likely we're, we're we're overeating you look at your serving size you try to stick to that or under that if you can and then you can keep those things in your lifestyle and even when you go out like when you first sit down just kind of ask for a box so that you can box mm. up half your food and mm -hmm. only, like no like i'm only gonna eat half of this and then you know you got something to take home with you too that's a good tip too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like I, over the years, I've definitely learned a lot of tricks. Do I apply them all? No, I don't. But you know, <laughs> I, when I when I do want to act right, I know how to get, get it together. You know how to act right. <laughs> you, know, you, you know how to act right. I know how. <laughs> Whether I do it or not is the question. Mm. <laughs> mm. Look, but we all in that boat sometimes. We are all in that boat sometimes. We are all in the in the moment where you're like, you know what, bump this. I'm about to eat half this cake. Cause, and of course that's stress eating most of the time. Mm -hmm. Look, find a therapist. Look, shout out to uh, Corey Marshall. Corey Marshall is uh, my husband. He is a uh, therapist and he actually specializes in eating disorders. He's actually been on-, on, on yeah, I was about to say, he's been on the show before. That was episode two, I believe of season two. So definitely check that out. You know, if you you need a therapist to talk about your your eating habits or what your relationship is to food, I think that's also important to understand when you're trying to lose weight. And for a lot of re like, I think a lot of our whys should be like center around health reasons. Um, oh, they should, but look, some of us, especially younger folks, they're not there yet. Yeah. Because I, I swear some days I'd be eating and I just really be like, how did I get here? I remember a time when I could eat all of Giordano's pizza in the world. I could eat <laughs> McDonald's all the time, not gain no weight, not even smell a pizza. And I'd be like, ooh, five pounds heavier. <laughs> yeah. and, and and that's the thing, right? First of all, we shouldn't have been eating, look, because I could kill three Wendy's burgers mm -hmm. back in the day. A whole pizza, like I said, a whole pizza to myself back in the day. Mm -hmm. We should not have been doing that in the first place. Uh, definitely. <laughs> or taking a nap as soon as you get off from work and then get up and go to damn Taco Bell or something. <laughs> right. And eat five chalupas. Yes, to go back to those days. <laughs> <laughs> Look, listen, we'd be a lot, we'd all be a lot better off had we, you know, had more self-awareness, had more self-discipline back in the days. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling all a lot of young folks, a lot of young women that are still in their 20s now, y'all gotta, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how old you are, you gotta keep it together now. <laughs> I have this one friend, she like in her early 20s. And she was like, yeah, I don't know what happened. It's just like, I just blew up all of a sudden. But it was like a new friendship. So I really didn't know how old she was. And I was just like, oh, that's crazy. And then when I found out how old she was, I said, girl, you just coming into your womanly figure. You'll be all right. Exactly. <laughs> like, if it's a problem for you, okay, go ahead and put that in the bud. But yeah. this, your, this your blossoming. Yeah. <laughs> 
But like when I think back to being 118 pounds when I first came in the military, mm-hmm. I, I look at them pictures, I be like, oh, girl, you needed a burger or two. Like, <laughs> where was the food? Because you was scrawny. It's like, I can't even imagine myself being that small. And even if I did get that small, I don't think it would look right on me no more. Mm. And so that's, and that's a good thing to know about yourself. It's like, because like I said in the beginning, it's not about looking back. It's Mm. about looking forward. You know, we are never, we are never going to be 21 years old again. So what good does it do looking at your pre-30s photo, your pre-baby photo, your high school photo saying, dang, I need to get back to that. Where are you now? And what can you do to be a better version of you now? Mm -hmm. I think for me, so my goal is to lose the 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. But then in addition to once I lose that 20 pounds, because I feel like I look damn good with them 20 pounds gone. But... (laughs) Also, there are like some things I still need to work on, like to tighten up, get rid of my fupa, because that thing don't want to go nowhere. But get rid of this fupa. I feel like that would be lose 20 pounds plus this fupa. Okay. I how to lose the fupa, but the 20 pounds, I know how to do that. Okay. I'll give you some tips. Okay, okay. <laughs> I got I got I got a little I got a little junior fupa. <laughs> Girl, I ain't seen no fupa. <laughs> Look, it's, that's because I, I wear the high waisted things that <laughs> scoop, scoop it in, yeah, scoop it all up, <laughs> gather it. <laughs> that's why it's a junior fupa. <laughs> well, it's a full grown fupa over here. <laughs> this is <a> senior. <laughs> senior. <laughs> But I think you gave some awesome tips today. And I think she has so much to offer. I definitely say follow her on Instagram. She has a lot of good stuff on Instagram. You want to let them know where they can follow you at and what you have going on right now? Yes, definitely. So hit me up on Instagram, please. Follow me, A underscore Marshall underscore M-S-H-E. And I just want to let y'all know that starting this Monday, well, I mean, this would have aired by then, but Monday, February 7th, I'll be doing free live workouts on Instagram. Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're on the East Coast, if you're in Atlanta, that's that's 6 p.m. after work. Mm -hmm. And that's Saturdays at 10 a.m. Get up, roll out the bed, and, and hit your living room. All right. Yes. So I am super grateful that you were able to come on the show today. I think this was a very informative conversation. And I definitely think it's a good starting point for a lot of people. Like if you had the goal at the beginning of the year to start, but didn't know where to start, like now you have some ideas. Oh, and I know you mentioned some apps that you had. Oh, yes. So that you use so definitely um now all of these apps are not for everybody everything in health and wellness is trial and error so my fitness pal is something that i use when i want to keep track of my food um and my calorie output so my fitness pal 
and that's sponsored by Under Armour. Mm -hmm. um, I also use the interval timer for my a lot of my workouts, and you can get that on your um, either Apple uh, App Store or I believe it's on um, the Android App Store as well. Um, some at-home programs that I like. I like Stay Down Day Fit for when I do uh, want to do like aerobics and things like that. So that's Mecca and EJ on um, Instagram. Stay Down. Um, stay Down. Uh, get Down, Stay Down. Um, and then Day Fit, uh, but I, her name is Mecca on Instagram. They do good uh, aerobic routines and glute works routines. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I also am doing free workouts, free 99 on Instagram for the month of February, Mondays and Saturdays. So come on with these free workouts. We ain't got no excuses, people. I mean, look, if you want to do it, you got you got resources, you got support. Let's mm -hmm. go. Yeah. Well, again, thank you for being on the show. Y'all can follow me on Instagram and all social media platforms at Kikiing with Coco. My website, KikiingWithCocoPodcast.com if you want to keep up to date with, with the episodes because I don't be posting nothing else on there but the episodes. <laughs> you know, there is merch out there if you guys want to get a shirt, a shot glass, support your girl. But um, other than that, you know, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. If you follow me on social media, then you know yesterday was my two-year anniversary for the podcast. So thank y'all for being a part of the Kiki crew, for encouraging me, because I know like all my friends listen to the show and I will say it has definitely been encouraging to hear people be like, oh, you found your calling or that was a good episode or when people give me ideas for an episode, I truly appreciate it. I do know there were a few people I knew who started podcasts the, around the same time that I started mine and they are no longer doing a podcast no more. Mm. And, and I understand like consistency can be hard. I think it's easier to do a podcast when you have like a co-host because you don't have to have guests. You can, you know, just bounce off of each other, come up with a topic and just go that way. But it is a little bit more difficult, I will say, when you have to seek out people to come on the show. But and I've been super appreciative to the guests who have come on the show, even the people I didn't know who came on the show, like, because I do randomly pop up in people's email boxes, like, hey, <laughs> if I don't see an email on your social media, I will DM you and then comment on a picture, like, check your DMs. <laughs> but um, that's the hustle, though. <laughs> I would definitely say I appreciate all of the encouragement and the continued support for my passion project, what we know as Kiki and with Coco podcast. So, yay. So again, I appreciate y'all and until next time, bye. 